Blue Jackets are in California this week for uh, probably a pretty easy stretch of games, honestly, but they've got the hardest opponent up first. Luckily, the Kings are both bad and dead right now, so we're going to talk about all of the injured defensemen. We're going to talk about how good the Kings actually are, and we're going to be talking about just how young this Blue Jackets team is today on Locked on Blue Jackets. Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster. Thank you once again for making us your first listen or your first watch of the day. Locked On Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms and also on YouTube. So uh, if you are not a YouTube subscriber, make sure you go and hit that subscribe button for the chance to win a Rick Nash commemorative puck from his Jersey retirement night. Once I hit 100 subscribers over on YouTube, I will be giving that away. So keep your eye out for that. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. Today, we are talking to Sarah Avampato of Locked On Kings. It is a squad cast, a crossover edition of Locked On Blue Jackets and Locked On Los Angeles Kings, where we talk about all things, both teams, and also about how, uh, how messy this game is going to be. We think there is going to be maximum chaos, and honestly, I'm here for it. So uh, I'll just jump right into it. So the Blue Jackets are. Hey, they won. They've won two games in a row, which is super yeah. exciting. I don't expect that to uh, last much longer. Honestly, uh, I would expect this weekend's game against the Kings to be uh, a little bit of a mess, considering the Blue Jackets everything and the fact that the Kings just got curb stomped. So uh, I thought I would invite friend of the show, friend of me, Sarah Avapato uh, of Locked on LA Kings to uh, come and talk about how all of the defensemen are dead and also what happened in that game. So I guess, uh, you know what, let's, let's just start there. What the... What the heck? What the heck? Um, I mean, the answer is Colorado is so good, it's disgusting. Um, I think that this game, so, you know, obviously, Blue Jackets fans, you aren't following the Kings. Congratulations. Um, they just lost 9-3 to three to the uh, Colorado Avalanche. Uh, the Twitter calls for We Want 10 went unheeded. Uh, they stopped at nine. Uh, the, the the final goal was from Nate McKinnon, and it was a Nate McKinnon hat trick, and he didn't really even celebrate. So at least thanks to Nate McKinnon for not rubbing it in our faces any more than necessary, although, like, the hats spilled down and took, you know, forever to clean up. Um, this The game, aside from the fact that the Kings and the Avalanche have just been terrible, like, they've been terrible games all season, um, this game just really highlighted the disparity between – top team in the league and team unexpectedly fighting for a playoff spot. Um, Colorado is just, they're so good. It's disgusting. I I hate it. Um, I knew it wasn't going to be a good game because they're again, very good. Even when they're bad, they're good. Um, I do think I may have like jinxed the situation because on my show previewing the game, I was like, well, at least most of like the Avalanche's victories lately haven't been blowouts. Like they've been close games. So maybe this will be a close game too. Um, 
that was a lie. It was not. That a was close. your first mistake, I think. No, yeah, that was my first <laughs> mistake. It was just, it was a bad game. It was one of those like, throw it away. You know, there, there's no redeeming value in it. You're not going to learn anything from it other than just the Avalanche are really, really stupid good. Yeah, I'm. The more I watch the Avalanche, or the more I see of the Avalanche, the more grateful I am that we got both of our games against them out of the way early. So the the, the Blue Jackets were done with the Avalanche by like November eleventh or something, um, and yeah. we won both of the we won both the games. Uh, we beat the Avalanche twice, and I was like, cool. Now they can heat up and do whatever they're going to do, and right. it's not my problem right. anymore. So, um, but this is something. So for for. Blue Jackets listeners who maybe don't pay attention to my every move, which weird, I guess. Um, I am a semi part-time occasional co-host over at Lockdown Kings. Uh, we do Mini King Monday, which is uh, ostensibly about the rain, but is mostly just unhinged uh, chaos. Yeah. Um, and so we were talking over there. Uh, all of your defensemen are dead. Yeah. Except like, Roy. He's the only li- the only living defenseman in Los Angeles. So what's uh? I don't know that you have any guys coming back either. Like, yeah, this is basically what it looks like. Yeah. So this this is playoffs. Yeah, this is basically what it looks like for now. Um. So at one point recently, the only defenseman who was healthy, who had been on the opening night roster of the Kings, was Olimata, who is a player who exists. Uh, he's been kind of the scapegoat a lot, but he actually, like, I will give him credit, has looked a lot better as the season has gone on. He's he's had be- fewer bad games. But uh, Drew Doughty uh, just was announced that he is out for the rest of the season. He had some sort of wrist surgery. He got hurt back in March um, and also additionally missed time early in the season with a knee leg thing. Uh, Sean Walker is out for the season after, I believe, tearing his ACL and MCL, which just sounds horrible. Uh, he so- did like the first week of the season. Yeah, it was well. like game three or something. So yeah, he has been gone all season. Uh, Mikey Anderson, is, who had been, you know, taking on first pairing duties with Drew Doughty, basically since he jumped into the league, he is out. He's been out since Mar- since March uh, and no timetable for his return. Um, yeah. Tobias Bierenfoot missed a couple games with injury. He's back, but he was just healthy scratched because he's looked kind of meh lately. Uh, Matt Roy had been out, uh, but has made his return and is kind of, you can tell he's, you know, shaking the rest off, getting back up to speed. So, you know, didn't have great games, but has at least looked a little better, uh, in the past you know, game or so. Again, notwithstanding that Colorado game, that was just <laughs> miserable. We no, we don't, we don't talk about Colorado. Um, but so yeah, literally everyone was dead at some point. It was Olimata and the Ontario Reign on defense, essentially, um, which bad. Uh, it has at least given us the debut of Jordan Spence, who has looked fantastic. He was was a, a draft pick a couple of seasons ago. This was his first year professional, uh, and everyone just expected him to be in the AHL the whole year, maybe get you know a start at the end of the season or something. He has been thrust into a role that like we're like, all right, well, well, kid, here you go. Uh, Good luck. And- yeah, good luck. And to his credit, he has adapted really quickly. Uh, you know, he looks like an NHL defenseman. Uh, he's a very smart player. Uh, he's great on the power play. It's just too bad that the rest of the team is bad on the top, on the power play. Uh, but 
you know, all these injuries that have at least given a little more insight as to what's like what the depth chart looks like for the Kings and who can step up. But yeah, it's terrible timing to have all of your defensemen get hurt at the end of the season. Uh, and, you know, your main one, Drew Doughty, love him or hate him. He's still the number one defenseman for the team. Uh, even if the team does make the playoffs, he's, you know, sitting in the press box watching. So that stinks. <laughs> Yeah, like, regardless how you feel about Drew Doughty, he plays a bajillion minutes mm-hmm. for this All team. And you've got, to find, you've got to find those minutes from somewhere, and I don't feel like playing 21-year-old Jordan Spence, like, 26 minutes a night or whatever it was he played no. in the, um, the game against Calgary. That feels unsustainable. Yeah, yeah. It's been very, like, defense by committee, uh, and it's just sometimes the committee doesn't show up for work. <laughs> God, too relatable. I um thinking about Olimata, I feel like he was gonna be really, really good. And then didn't he he got really badly hurt and then he got cancer and then he had to go and do military service. And I feel like he's never really kind of bounced back yeah. after all of that. Cause I remember yeah. when he was very, very young, like I was like, oh man, this guy's gonna be the new like he's the 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 replacement Chris Letag on the Penguins, mm-hmm. and then obviously it all kind of went went south yeah. from there. And I was really hoping that he would find his game in Los Angeles, but it does yeah. not. No. Does not seem to be happening. No, yeah, he had like a really great like rookie, and then like you know second second season with Pittsburgh, and it was also on kind of like juggernaut Pittsburgh teams too. Yeah, true, but yeah, it's just everything like everything all at once for that poor guy, and you know the offense hasn't really come back and. You know, you can make a long career. Excuse me. <laughs> you can make a long career out of being a stay-at-home defenseman, which is what he's doing. But he's slow. I'm sorry, he's real slow. <laughs> Just so slow. Yeah, I feel like the, the the it doesn't really fit into the new exciting speedy kings that people seem to be. Yeah. realizing is what's happening with the Kings. Like, it's yeah. not just the corpse of Dustin Brown anymore. Right. Um, uh, so in a minute, I think what we will do is flip the script and uh, you can ask me about my horrible children and my slightly less horrible children. Uh, but first, I feel like you've got to tell me something about snacks. I am, because one way to keep your day going right and to avoid like getting hangry or, you know, just all of the problems that come with not eating, like, you know, when you should eat things, uh, you can get a built bar. Uh, they are first off portable because they're bars this big. Uh, and you can, they're great to shove in your bag. You can take them to the gym. You can take them on the bus, whatever it is. You can have a great tasty snack that is also good for you. Uh, they are high in protein, low calories, low sugar, low fat, Uh, high in all the stuff that you want in your life, particularly chocolate. They're covered in 100% chocolate. Uh, They taste like you're eating a candy bar. And they also have the great Built Puffs, which are protein-infused marshmallows, which also come in a ton of great flavors, including the locked-on favorite, the Churro Puff, which does indeed taste like if you meshed a churro and a marshmallow. Pretty darn good. Uh, Built Bars themselves also have tons of flavors. So whether you're after something sweet like cookies and cream or something like fruity. They've got like orange and berry. You can find all those flavors on built.com. So go check it out. See all of the great options that they have available for you. And, you know, 
pick your new favorite flavor. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Oh, you froze. Oh, no. Okay. I think. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. It's fun to edit. Yay. Uh, Welcome back to this special Locked On crossover, or uh, a Squadcast, as I believe was coined by uh, Erica Ayala of the Seattle Kraken, which is a term that I really love. And we're... Sitting down, Sarah Avampato, Locked on Kings, Jay Foster, Locked on Blue Jackets, talking about our terrible teams. Uh, however, I think my team is slightly less terrible right now, which is strange and suspicious. You, know, you, never, you never know. It's always like, when's the next shoe going to drop? When are they going to, you know, do the thing? Um, yeah, I mean, the Blue Jackets have been throwing shoes up and down all season. Like, as soon as one drops, the one gets picked up. And yeah. I feel like I've had about 17 shoes drop this season. Yeah. Which also is, co- coincidentally, is the number of uh, rookies we've had debut this season. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. I feel like one of the first things I wanted to ask about was, I know you've just signed some college kids uh, whose seasons have ended. Uh, some, you know, I, I think one, you know, one guy's already scored his first goal or first point or something. Um, so what you, you already have a bunch of like terrible children, but now you have more new children. What's the child situation like for the blue jackets? Uh, it's all, um, last I checked the adults on the team were Jake Varchek, who in fairness, I feel like it's like three adults, but also like the fun uncle kind of adult. So I don't know. The that beard, ads. beard ads to the, yeah. yeah. And uh, Gus Nyquist, who, in fairness, is a very responsible dad-like figure. But we traded all of our adult adults in the off-season, so now we just have, you know, a bunch of 18-year-olds. Like, they were, at one point, the the second power play unit on the ice uh, last night, as of the time of recording this, so Wednesday night, was 18-year-old Cole Sillinger, 19-year-old Kent Johnson, uh, 21-year-old Jake Bean, it's just they're all they're babies all they're all children that's i mean how how how's how's that going for you not as bad as could be expected um i felt like we talked about this the the last time we did a, a squad cast but the the blue jackets have been better than expected question mark um i think because they were so young everyone was like well obviously they're gonna be terrible basically all of the statistical models except i think Mike McCurdy's had them at the bottom of the Metropolitan Division and, you know, challenging for picking first overall. Um, And they are not doing that. They are still, I believe, technically in the playoff race. Um, Although if Toronto wins, if Toronto wins tonight, I think they get to stay alive another day. If Toronto loses, then they're out of the playoffs, which seems unfair for our playoff hopes to rest on Toronto winning a hockey game. Oh, no, that's that's gross. (laughs) Um, but yeah, for the most part, the kids have been good. Um, Carson just got his 13th goal of the season. Most recently, he's quietly been very, very good on a decidedly average Blue Jackets team. And I think it's, it's a real rough year to be a rookie because there have been so many 
mm-hmm. good rookies and so many flashy good rookies. You know, like obviously Trevor's egress is doing flips what? and yeah. backflipping his way into the goal and stuff. Uh, and Morris Sider has been just phenomenal over in Detroit and the world's oldest man, Michael Bunting has been like amazing people because he can still walk without a cane, um, you know? And so still just kind of flown under the radar, but he has been quietly very, very good. I think. Yeah. feels like a player in like any other year, more people would know what's going on with him, but yeah, there's just, there, there's so many other guys that, have just exploded out of nowhere again, like Michael Bunting, like 34 year old rookie or whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like you put anyone on a line with guys like Austin Matthews, like you could put me on a line with Austin Matthews and I'd right. probably score 20 goals a season, right? Like, like, just all you have to do is we actually have a, a guy in uh, on my beer league team, but we have two guys, so one of them uh is a Canadian expat who moved over here for work, and then we have a guy that that was born over here and obviously the canadian guy is world world's better because he played like triple a junior mm-hmm. hockey in ontario or whatever um and the the british guy scored like the last full season we did before obviously covid shut the world down the last full season he scored like 15 goals in the season entirely because all he was doing was waiting for ken the canadian guy to get the puck and mm-hmm. then just sprinting straight for the goal with his stick on the ice <laughs> and he's got like 15 goals like that so that right. would be my plan yeah, if I, was, yeah. If, if I was on a line with austin matthews or mitch manor i would literally just as soon as one of them had the puck i'm gonna go straight for the net stick on the yeah. ice hope for the done. best done amazing yeah, um, yeah. congratulations <laughs> to him for the world's easiest rookie season um you also have like we've talked about him before on the show, but uh, your greyhound and a snood, uh, Patrick Line, who <laughs> I, I feel like anytime I look at his stats, I just feel like as as an outsider, as someone who doesn't really, you know, I feel like you're you're my gateway to blue da- blue, blue jackets content, like, but I feel like the the wider world of sports. Just everyone just always like, oh, Patrick Line is like having such a bad seat. He's a point per game player right now. Like, why is there this disconnect between like what Patrick Line is actually doing and everyone else just assuming that somehow he's like washed already? Yeah, I mean, like the instinct is to be like, oh, because he's playing in Columbus and no one cares about Columbus, you know, even when the team is good, they have to like fight for any kind of mm-hmm. national attention like they didn't get a national game this season mm-hmm. uh they haven't they they got like one last season one the season before and it's usually against someone like tampa bay or pittsburgh where yeah. they get like curb stomped and everyone's like wow the blue jackets are a terrible team blah 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 so i think it's partially that you're playing in a city in a city that doesn't have a like it's a small market you know mm-hmm. it's the same as you know guys that play in in arizona or um up until like this most recent season like florida i feel like was yeah. a similar team where you know people are people are like oh my god did we know that jonathan huberto was this good at hockey and i'm like yeah yes yeah. <laughs> people who watched the florida panthers have known this for a long time you know um so i think partially it's that partially it's because everyone still remembers that rookie season he had where he scored like 40 goals mm-hmm. and, um also i think partially because he's kind of been hot and cold 
mm-hmm. this season, I think everyone expected him to basically get stapled to Jake Varacek, and Jake Varacek would just feed him the puck all season, yeah. and he would have like a bajillion goals. And that hasn't really happened. Um, he's on, I think, 26 goals last I checked, uh, but he's got about that many assists. So it's very much a case of he's a point per game, but I think people are expecting a lot more goals from him than they're getting, uh, which, again, is kind of partially um, because Boone Jenner kept stealing all of his power play goals by standing in, by doing the, the Michael Bunting method yeah, of just standing yeah, in front right. of the net and letting the pucks bounce off him. Um, yeah. Michael Bunting, if you listen to this, I'm very sorry. I'm sure you're a very talented <laughs> player, but I try not to pay attention to Toronto. But, um, yeah, so he, he has, like, he had a three-point game last night yeah. uh, because it was a goal and two assists like everyone's like oh my god this guy's falling people get twitchy yeah. when goal scorers yeah get assists I've and noticed. i feel like it's like i mean because the, the big complaint all about him was always like oh he's one-dimensional like he can score goals but what else can he do um and so you know i would think uh, as again like an outsider to the situation i like i would be excited to see my goal scorer also turning in assists like He's maybe diversifies diversified his game a little bit more. Like that's not yeah, a. I mean, he still bad like thing. can't really. Like it's always it's still a nice surprise when he like back checks yeah, yeah. or like does a defense. Yeah. Um, but like I don't know. It's you 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 you're paying Patrick Lyon for the wow factor. You right. know, Patrick Lyon is one of those players that is very clearly the main character in their own head. <laughs> <laughs> yes you know you you get some players that are like um God, i can't think of it i can't think of anyone immediately off the top of my head that's like a supporting character uh-huh. kind of player even if they are a star themselves yeah. now oliver bjorkstrand might be a really good like he's clearly a supporting character even though he's probably the second best goal scorer on the team he's an elite transition guy he's a really really underrated sneaky good player patrick line is the main character and I think he thinks that he's everyone. He's the main character for everyone else as well, you know. And yeah. he just—he's fun, and you like. I don't know. He's just—he's exciting to to watch all the time. Yeah. Even when he doesn't score, I think you can see he's trying stupid stuff, and he's got that shot—the the Ovechkin shot. You know, he's he's a lot of fun, and uh, I don't know how I feel about assigning him to a super long term mm-hmm. contract. This off season, I still don't know whether it's going to happen. But if Yamaka Klein was like, "We will give you eight million dollars for eight years," I wouldn't be upset, right? Necessarily, but uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how the the contract goes. And I think that's the other thing is people are like, "Well, he's making seven and a half million dollars a year mm-hmm. right now. He should be a point per game player. He should be better than a point per game player." Right. You know, it's the, it's the Mitch Marner argument of mm-hmm. he's that's earning good. what. 12 mm-hmm. it's on something stupid like 12 million dollars ridiculous like listen we can't have Connor mcdavid yeah like that like yeah, yeah you should be just be grateful with what you have columbus hasn't <laughs> had a star star player maybe since rick nash like yeah. arguably artemi panarin for the like season and a half he was mm-hmm. here before but like since patrick line might be the most exciting player since rick nash yeah so i like it Good, good, good for him. Yeah, I'm. I'm really happy. He had kind of a down season last season, and, and I think that also was what prompted the wow. He's a bust. Mm-hmm. The, the guy's 23. Chill. Right. Right. So he also he was super injured at the start of the season. He was out for like two months, and then his dad died, 
And then he came back, and I think that was when he was like, right, well, I'm going to score. Yeah. I think he did 21 goals in 18 games, returning from injury or something. Yes, he did. Like, he's totally normal. Patrick is fine. Um, <laughs> That's a totally normal thing to do. Yeah, you know, he's he's fine. Calm down. Yeah. Um, yeah. In a minute, I think we'll uh, we'll talk about the the game on Sunday. I don't think there are any. There are no ex Blue Jackets left on the Kings anymore now that Jeff no. Carter's gone. So there's no yeah. one to to score revenge goals against us. But uh, we'll talk about how we think the game is going to go. And just first, I've got to tell you about Bet Online because if I was a betting man, I would have put money on. Jeff Carter scoring a revenge goal against Columbus because that's what Jeff Carter loves to do. Yeah. And I would probably find the odds for that over at betonline.net, which is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. You can find all the latest sports developments, uh, league reviews, news, including uh, basketball players, the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information needs from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. They've got hockey they've got baseball they've got basketball they've got like odds for who the next fired coach is going to be in football which is very funny considering it's the off season uh they've got boxing they've got ufc they've got your favorite fake casino games so if you're a blackjack kind of guy you can get that at betonline.net so head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about trends and action because betonline is where the game starts so I feel like this game is going to go one of two ways. It's either going to be just a complete revenge game for the Kings, who just got embarrassed by Colorado, probably want to lick their wounds and are going to come out swinging the next game, or they're going to be broken by Colorado. It's just going to be a miserable game. God, I I hate how right that is. because, <laughs> And I, I think that... You know, it's it's a little late in the season to be trying to figure out where your team is emotionally. Uh, you know, we're we're kind of down to the wire here, but it'll be interesting to see how they respond because they've had both of those games this season. Of we had a really crappy game, the next game they turn around and you're like, oh wow, they look amazing, and then they've had really bad games and they turn in an even worse performance the next time. So, like, I'm leaning towards the even worse performance next time. Uh, largely because I have to stick with my, I got away from it for a little while and I've been burned now. Like (laughs) my my thought of if, if I say the Kings are going to win, they embarrass me. So I just have to like, assume that they're going to lose. Um, it oddly, you're right. Yeah. Or you're pleasantly surprised. Right. Like, and oddly it doesn't work in the opposite direction of like, Oh, if I assume, if I like, if I, if I assume they're going to, well, yeah, it's just, this team hates me really is the moral of the story but yeah I, I feel like I expect them to I want to see them come out strong I want to see them you know from the jump look good and do all the things that have made them successful but I don't trust them I don't trust them hockey I feel like is a sport that is big on trusting and big on like team and this like unshakable mm-hmm. bond, but also I've never trusted anything less than I trust my team with like a two goal lead with yeah. three minutes left in the game. Yeah. You know? Because I've been burned so many times this season. Uh, are the Kings still terrible at special teams? Oh yeah. Horrible. Yeah. 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 Just pr- pretty, pretty 
decidedly mediocre. Every so often the power play will do something and you're like, oh, look at that. No, could you do that every time? And then the answer is no. They did it once and then like never again. Well, if uh, you did it more, you'd start to expect it every time. Right. And then that's just not sustainable. Yeah. Uh, the um, Blue Jackets have been sneaky good on the power play. Um, I'm just pulling up where they are in the league now. They've killed off. Well, they, they allowed a power play goal last night to hmm. Montreal, obviously. Ryan Paling scored. I didn't know he oh, was he, allowed to do that. He um, still exists, first off. He sure does. It was mostly Nick Suzuki. I think the goal mostly just mm. bounced off of Paling. Yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah I, I, I looked it up because I was curious. Uh, over, season overall, uh, the Kings have a power play that is connecting at 16.5%. Uh, oh, or 16, yeah, 165 uh, The only teams below them are the Kraken, the Coyotes, the Canadians, and the Flyers. So they're not down there with, like, you know, the greatest teams in the league. Uh, penalty kill is equally aggressively mediocre. Um, well, slightly slightly more, better. Uh, they're 22nd in the league in terms of penalty kill, 76.4%. Only slightly worse than Vegas. And you know what? I'll take that. I'll take Vegas being bad. <laughs> I'll take, yeah, I will accept being bad if That's Vegas is also bad. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Blue Jackets are currently 25th on power play, which is impressive. I think that might be the season high for them. <laughs> Uh, the power play has been, it's weird, the Blue Jackets, I was told going into the season that the Blue Jackets were going to score a million goals, but also the defense was going to be super bad. And it turns out only one of those things is true, and it wasn't the fun one. Um, oh, no. The power play was really good for a while, and I was like, okay, yes, listen, let's just put Patrick Laine and Zach Wierenski and Jake Voracek out there, and two, literally any other guys. You could put two pylons out there, I don't care, and just let those three go. Um and they kind of, they've struggled. The power play has been bad. It's been better lately. Patrick Lyon has got a power play goal against Montreal. But again, I feel like it's not necessarily the hardest thing in the world based on mm-hmm. where yeah. uh, Montreal's penalty kill stats are. Yeah. But it could be, I just, I feel like this is going to be just a really messy game. Just yeah. a really incompetent game with a really stupid game winning goal. Yeah, that feels right. That feels right. It feels spiritually right for these two teams. It it does. Like, and especially if the Kings are coming into this one with this sort of like ticked off attitude after losing to Colorado, who incidentally, um, Colorado was perfect on the power play against the Kings this year. Every time the Kings took a penalty, the Avalanche scored on them. (laughs) How many? How many? I think it was five, um, which, you know. Oh, that's okay. It's not as bad as it could have been, but no. I I saw that fact online. <laughs> Sorry, I was like, I'm going to walk into traffic. Like that's horrible. Um, but so yeah, I expect to come off. Um, uh, Brendan Lemieux, our you know resident fighting slash biting guy, uh, has been. He he was a healthy scratch. He was he was hurt for a while. Came back in the lineup. Looked pretty bad. Uh, was a healthy scratch, especially now with like Dustin Brown is back. Um, he is alive again. Um, and then for some reason, our young defenseman, Sean Darcy, has decided he wants to punch people sometimes, which I would prefer he didn't. But like, it's going to be a, I, yeah, this game's going to be messy. I love it's, mess. Yeah. It's going to be, it's not going to be good hockey, I think. No. Is, is the, the general, the general vibe of, of this game is bad 
It's going to be incompetent. Yeah. Someone's probably going to get hurt. And someone really unlikely is going to... One of our newest children uh, is, like, 5'9". Uh-huh. Um, and was throwing himself around like a madman last night against the Canadians. So I assume he's going to try and murder, like... Dustin Brown. Know, or something and just bounce <laughs> off him. Yeah. But uh, we'll... We'll see how it goes. Um, yeah. As I as I like to do before we kind of finish off every crossover episode, uh, I would like the final score prediction and the game-winning goal scorer from you. Um, I am going to go 4-3 overtime win for the Blue Jackets because I'm not allowed to say the Kings are going to win anymore. Uh, so Blue Jackets going to win. Uh, and I do like the idea of the the overtime, the, the game winning goal being someone like just really ridiculous. I'm going to give it to um, what's his face, Cole Sillinger, because I want to, <laughs> and because I don't know that you're going to put your like playing in a second NHL game guy on the power or on on out in overtime. But that's please don't tell me that Cole Sillinger is hurt or something because then I'll no, Cole Sillinger is uh, ready and raring to go. Uh, I'm also going to say 4-3 Blue Jackets overtime win. Uh, but I'm going to go with the guy that has uh, literally, in the, so in the last two games, the Blue Jackets have scored five, uh, 10 goals in total. No. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no. In, in, so what did I say? In the last five games? I meant in oh, the last yeah. two games. In the last two oh. games, Blue Jackets have scored 10 goals total. Okay, that's good. Jack Roslovic has scored five of those by himself. Oh. So well. I'm going to go... 4-3 Blue Jackets overtime win, Jack Rostovic with his third consecutive game winner. He had the game winner Ooh. last night against Montreal, and he had the overtime game winner against Detroit. Oh, that's spicy. Yeah. Feels right. Seems seems like fun. Yeah. Um, also, it's a friend of mine's birthday on Sunday, and she is a big Jack Rostovic fan, so uh, hopefully he has been drinking his respect lily juice, <laughs> as we, <laughs> as the youth say. As the youth say, we'll see. Yeah, good it's luck. Gonna, it's not going to be fun. I'm not looking. No, it's going to be um, gross. I was like, "Hey, I get to talk to Sarah for the podcast," and then I was like, "Oh, mm. my teams have to play each other. This is going to be yeah." Bad. Um, like for people who would like to know more about the Kings, they have a lot of terrible children, just like the Blue Jackets. Uh, where can they find you to? Learn more about uh, I don't know Adrian Kempe's perfect hair. Who we didn't even we didn't even talk about Adrian Kempe. We didn't. His hair, his, his hair is and where can perfect. People find comments about that. It's perfect. We'll we'll make sure to talk about it on the next Mini Kings Monday. Maybe he will toss it at some point during this game. Um, you can mm-hmm. find me on Twitter at Right Said Sarah. If you're looking at the YouTube, it is down below my face. Uh, the show is on Twitter at Locked On LA Kings. You can follow along there as I tweet things like stay in your net and dear god why whenever they take another penalty uh, so you can find that there the show is of course available wherever you get your podcasts uh and you can also hear me on wednesdays on locked on nhl where we talk all about the western conference so that is uh where i'm at and you can find me over at uh, underscore jacob foster again if you're watching on youtube it is down here because my name is ridiculous to spell oh. we have a dog there is a dog on the podcast. I'm delighted. Oh. Uh, you can find the show over at Locked on Blue Jackets. And uh, I think that's that's everything. Uh, yeah, there's your incentive for watching. Watch like, it's your incentive for watching on YouTube because if you're just listening to the podcast, 
you don't get to see the dog that just popped up over my shoulder um, and is currently like kicking me in the back. So there's your your incentive to watch on YouTube sometimes. Now that that you've listened to this entire podcast, go back and watch it on the YouTubes. Um, But thank you for making us your first listen or your first watch of the day. Enjoy the dog content. Uh, Try to enjoy the game on Sunday. I don't think either of us will, but one of you, one of you probably should try. Yeah. And uh, until Monday, make sure you stay locked on. <laughs>